Good evening, everybody, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Steigman, and with me, as always, is my best pal, Noelle Schmidt. That's right. She's the smartest. She's the coolest. She's the one who knows everything about reindeer and Krampus. Ah, true. It is true. Mm-hmm. Um, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, uh, well, if you're new to High Spirits, um, hi. Oh, hi. You always get me a mid-drink. <laughs> well, you're kind of always in mid-drink. That's how I live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a thirsty girl. <laughs> um, if you're new to High Spirits, here's what it is. It's uh, two best gal pals uh, doing what we love to do most, which is uh, drink and uh, talk about ghosts. I'm sorry. I was just... I can't. Uh, nope. Those are our those are Those are our things. I was thinking about a conversation we had a long time ago about oh. other things that we like. And I, I also like paddleboarding. <laughs> you definitely do. I definitely do. Uh, please go on. And gambling. You sh- Yeah, you do. Yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, worried. I have other interests. I'm but... worried about the gambling. Oh, I win a lot. <laughs> Is what I... Person with a gambling problem yeah. says. <laughs> <laughs> then it's really not a problem. No, it's not a problem. Actually, I don't think I've gambled since um, you and I went to Vegas together. That was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. So that's good. That's tied you over for that long. Yeah. Until you get the itch again. <laughs> okay. And then I didn't gamble. I gambled like for a hot minute. And then I was like, I don't like this. You basically like screamed the whole time. I don't like it. Although there was, the, there was you that You literally moment. like would do something and you'd go, eh. Well, because I just, the, I don't like it. Sorry, guys. That was a terrible noise. Um, But like. I don't like it. That's it. I, we, the, <clears throat> except when I've had a lot to drink. And then apparently it's not a problem. Well, you can gamble on other people's money. Well, I was gambling with my money. I also didn't understand, like, how it worked. Yeah. And I had, like, $4 left at video roulette. And uh, my friend was like, you're done. And I was like, no, I still have money. And he was and like, it's a $5 ante. Yeah. And I was like, what's an ante? Well, um, wow. The end. I don't like to gamble. Yep, I know. Okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, on this show called High Spirits, we're sponsored by Booze Companies. That's right, you heard me. We're sponsored by Booze Companies. Noel, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I am drinking Argento Malbec. Argento, it's not named after Dario, who incidentally is my favorite horror film director, Dario Argento. Father to Ozio Argento. That's right. And I Girlfriend remember- to Anthony Bourdain. You're welcome. Everyone. Very early on in our relationship, uh, you had a shirt. You are thinking of Lucio Fulci. Oh, forget it. Who is the B version of Dario Argento. Okay. Who has done such hits as The Beyond and City of Dead, also known as Gates of Hell. Dario Argento is known more for his artistic and twisted, demented uh horror films. Okay. So the other one is Fulci? Fulci. And the shirt that you're talking about is the shirt that says, uh... No, it doesn't say anything. It has a maggot on it. No, it it says Fulci lives, and then there are various characters from his films, like City of the Living Dead, The Beyond, Zombie 2. One of our early points in our friendship, I actually (laughs) looked at you and looked at your shirt, and I said, you're far too pretty to wear a shirt that ugly. (laughs) And I was like, why? I like this shirt. Oh, my God. You guys, there was, like, a maggot crawling out of an eyeball. I still 
I still have that shirt. Oh, God. And I wear it to bed. I can't wear it in public anymore because... Um, because it was always not appropriate to wear in public. <laughs> you finally figured it out. No, it's not that... Remember I used to wear it to that bar all the time, and I thought that that bartender would think I was so cool. Ricochets? We won't say where. We just but... <laughs> And I was like, look at how cool I am wearing this awesome horror shirt. Like, I'm so tough. I don't think it worked. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, no, I love that shirt, but I can't wear it in public anymore because the it's so worn that, like, yeah. there's, like, it's impossible because yep. there's just holes everywhere. Uh, May I suggest throwing it away? Never. Also, <laughs> I do have a replacement. I was gifted a replacement oh. years ago, which I never, I can't wear. I would wear, but I can't wear around my daughter because she freaks out when she sees it. Well, it's rightfully so. It's a terrible, it's a terrible shirt, but it's awesome. Yeah. Given to me by my friend Randy. Hi, Randy. Who introduced me to Argento and Fulci. And uh, DeFeo. Oh. And yeah, Randy is uh, the pen pal to uh, Butch DeFeo. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Here's what I am drinking. I'm drinking Half Acre Beer Company's Gone Away. Gone Away and Revolution are constantly fighting for my soul. You, you can have it, guys. Yeah. Represent sponsor. us. We'll take you. We're sounding desperate now. We are desperate. We are. We'll take it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't give a shit. All right. Um, but yeah, I'm drinking Gone Away because it's fun. Cool. Hey, I, I like looked at you like I was about to say something. <laughs> you really did. And then I said no words. Um, have you checked out that show on Netflix, Dark? I'm going to pitch something. No. It's a German, uh, like suspense thriller show series um stephen king recommended that i watch it and he is my boss so (laughs) i do everything he tells me to uh (laughs) except for right in the past tense and not use adverbs i can't not sometimes use them um but i try not to stephen i really do uh he, he is it's awesome it's um I recommend if you do watch it to watch it with the subtitles and not the English dubbing like Netflix initially like sets it to do or defaults oh, to. Oh, got it. Because the dubbing, it just, when the <clears throat> words don't match up with the mouths, it bothers me. Yeah. I'd much rather read the subtitles, which also forces me to focus. Um, so you actually, um, going back to our last episode, you are reading movies. I'm reading movies, you guys. It's a real thing. It's a show. I'm reading a show. I'm actually very excited for you because it, you, you are uh, contributing I'm to your mental health. Literary. Uh, but check it out if you haven't. Uh, it's awesome. <clears throat> it's um, very suspenseful and thrilling and dark, and hence the name. Uh, it's about um, uh Time. 54 minutes long? It's about time, actually. I'm just kidding. And yes. Uh, (laughs) Well, it's a series, so I think there are 10 episodes. It's about about time and how, like, um, they're just, like, how linear time is and, like, you can travel through different times and everything kind Mm. of is happening on the same plane. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So. Very intriguing. Check it out. That's all. Thank you, Noel. You're welcome. That was a very good recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> this evening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to talk about 
Voodoo. <gasps> Is that you do? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, yeah. we're going to talk about voodoo. All of the voodoo? Uh, no. Okay. Actually, we're not going to talk about all of the voodoo. Okay. Um, I did extensive research. We are going to talk about one style. Yeah. One style. A voodoo, this is New Orleans. Yeah, We're doing Louisiana, you guys. We like that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it all. I love it all. <clears throat> no serpent in the rainbow today. Oh. So good, right? That's Craven. James Woods. Nope. What happened to that guy? He beat up women. He's terrible. He's awful. <sighs> we had this conversation where we talked about straight talk. I was just thinking about straight talk. <laughs> Why does this always come up? Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> Okay, we're not Here's doing it. Voodoo. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's start here. Um, do you mind if I just start, or did you want to like? I have nothing more to say. All right, cool. <laughs> I wish you would start. Okay. Um, here's what I want to talk about uh, first. What voodoo isn't, because I think American pop culture, kind of like the Ouija, kind of like the tarot, where we've been before. I usually end up like saying what it isn't afterwards, but I figured I'd just top load it this time. Okay. Because <clears throat> there's a lot to wrap your brain around in this one. Um, and I'm going to say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it here right now. This is not going to be an easy episode to listen to. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So Should I go? <laughs> no, stay here. <laughs> stay here. Um, so voodoo isn't a cult. It's not black magic, and it's not devil worship. That old black magic. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is which is a nice song for it. it that's, it. unlike mm-hmm. many things that demonize it, that's a fetish song. Oh. And we'll kind of get into okay. these different kinds of things, where yeah. things are either scary or fetishized or, you know. Okay. Um... Here's something that voodoo is not. Uh, people who practice voodoo are not witch doctors, sorcerers, or occultists. But remember early, early on when we did um, the garden and the good and evil thing, and there was that one guy who was the witch doctor who practiced voodoo? But what about him? Dr. John. What was his name? We'll find uh, him. Anyway. I He's him. probably cursing us. That's fine. Okay. Um, and then finally, uh, voodoo isn't a practice intended to hurt or control others. So I just want to put those things out there because, um, uh, why not? When people hear voodoo, they immediately get very scared. Right. Right. And so I'd like you not to be so scared. Okay. (laughs) This brought to you by the person who made like Satan sound like a tied laundry pod. (laughs) on the van like I don't know if if it's your version whatever (laughs) um but I want to start here uh or like you know continue I already started um why are people so afraid the very 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 first reason and this is going to make a lot of people very uncomfortable racism yep um I'm uncomfortable yep as you should be. Okay. Um, check your white privilege. Check whatever it is. Just check it at the fucking door because you guys, uh, voodoo is uh, voodoo is taboo because of racism. Um, so let's talk about this. Voodoo was first practiced in America and uh, the Caribbean by slaves of African descent. 
Um, because, um, because the white people who stole them and took them, uh, stole them and took them to new places, um, they, they were simultaneously dominant, but, but terrified. They were so afraid of these people. They did, they didn't know their language. They didn't know, uh, what they were up to. Um, they were constantly worried about, um, revolution. In fact, one of the only successful slave revolutions in modern history occurred in Haiti in the late 1700s. You guys probably know this. As a result, uh, American white plantation owners, well, that's redundant, but whatever, <laughs> um, really had this terrible fear of voodoo. They had seen that voodoo had the ability to overturn um, Haitian plantations. Okay. You with me? I'm with you. All right. So. I'm sitting um, here like so interested. <laughs> I love this. Um, so basically when slaves of African descent overthrew European rulers, um, what these white people realized is that these slaves are voodooists and um, they were inspired to fight them uh, every step of the way. The imagery and vocabulary of voodoo um, started to be ingrained in uh, our culture as something horrifying, um, something associated with bloodshed and violence. And so um, I'll leave it here on that note of why people are so afraid. Fear begets fear. We wouldn't know anything about that. And <clears throat> these modern days. Nope. Nope. Everything's great. We all love each other. Completely empathetic and understanding. What was it like then? <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, so what is voodoo? If you're not being really afraid of it, if you're not being a weirdo, if you're not being racist, voodoo. Um, here we go. Those who practice voodoo believe there is a visible and invisible world and that these worlds are intertwined. They believe that death is a transition to the invisible world, so our predecessors are still with us in spirit. They believe they watch over us and inspire us. In addition to our ancestors and loved ones we knew in life, there are the Lawa. L-W-A, Lua, which can also be understood as archetypes for human personalities. Like Catholic saints, and we're going to get into it, like <laughs> Catholic saints, the Lua are familiar and accessible, whereas the great good God, while loving, is distant, has better things to do. Um, so we count on our saints or our Lua for our individual human concerns, like our St. Elmo's or our St. Right. Santa Maria's or whatever it is. Do the Lua, maybe I, maybe I have a misunderstanding of this. Do they function as individuals or as groups? Or is that based on like the different types of voodoo? individuals? Okay. Yeah. Is there a group? No. What am I thinking of then? I'm thinking of something else. It's basically like, um, take, African lore and throw it with like 
a Saint Christopher. Yeah. No, I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just Okay. So it's like the someone who watches over you. Okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. And again, that word is LWA. <clears throat> is there an, a different spelling or pronunciation of that? Or do, like a modification? Not sure. Okay. Maybe I'm... But con- we can look it up and put it... Okay. Put it maybe I'm confusing something. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm going to talk about Louisiana voodoo. And this is the reason why I'm doing that. Um, I love New Orleans. Um... You do? Because you've never mentioned that on yeah, this show ever. I love New Orleans so much. <laughs> I'm going to treat New Orleans like I treat a dead person. I respect you. I fear you. I love you. Um, and I see you. So, <laughs> hey, people of New Orleans, if I get something wrong, please email me at uh, highspiritchicago at gmail.com. Go on our Facebook, High Spirit Chicago Podcast. Um Leave us a message because I don't want to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, this again, all of this is such a sensitive topic. I'm going to talk about things. Um, full disclosure: you probably see my see me in my alpine sweater, so you realize I'm a white woman. But I'm going to get down and dirty into um, racism and slavery, mm-hmm. and um, those aren't comfortable things. Nope, not at all. Yeah. So if I get it wrong, um, I'm sorry, and also I'm trying isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go to the origin of Louisiana voodoo, shall we? Yes. Okay. Louisiana voodoo is also known as New Orleans voodoo, and it describes a set of spiritual folkways developed from the traditions of the African diaspora. So when I say the African diaspora, um, those are words that, like, I understand, but just so you know, it basically means... When slaves were shipped from Africa, they were shipped from numerous countries. They they grouped together by only the color of their skin. And so um, scholars came up with the term African diaspora, which is interesting because I <laughs> took a college course called the African diaspora. And the more I think about it, the more I think that that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, Slave ships from West Africa first brought voodoo to Louisiana. Practitioners knew, these are practitioners of voodoo on slave ships. Um, and we should also say this, and I would like to, uh, Noel just poured some more wine, so I would like to pour um, one out to our homies, and I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> um, the Middle Passage um, from Africa to the United States and the Caribbean, um, 60 million people died. 60 million people died in the Middle Passage. Um, That's horrible. Think about it. Read about it. It's awful. Mm -hmm. So, um, slave ships from West Africa brought voodoo to Louisiana. Practitioners knew which plants and herbs could heal and which could bring about hallucinations, sickness, and death. Now, here's the deal. They had no choice when they arrived in New Orleans. The slaves were uh, christened Catholic, and then they were orally taught the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, in Catholicism, the slaves ended up finding parallels in their own belief systems um, in, conduct- in conjunction with their own religious practices mm-hmm. involving uh, naturalism, spiritualism, and herbalism. So voodoo practitioners would create amulets 
that had the power to heal or cause harm. Uh, and they would perform rituals involving drums, prayers, and dances desired to bring about desired effects. Let's go back to the saints. Okay. Um, this component of Louisiana uh, voodoo has this, um, there's this veneration of the ancestors um, and this like emphasis on um, respect for elders. So um, early followers of voodoo in the United States adopted the image um, of the Catholic saints to represent their spirits. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was a way of being like, um, underground or simultaneous. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I think so. Yeah. So they didn't let their shit go, but they let it be. If someone was going to be like, St. Jude does whatever. They're like, oh, cool. They found a way to mask it. Yeah. Like okay. I, like I know, like that's my thing too. Yeah. We just call it something else. I gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. They, like, kind of, like, went along with it under the guise of, like... Which, actually, we were talking about this um, in other episodes. It's, it's um, for me, a little bit harder in American episodes when we talk about, like, the, uh, these... The horrifying nature of slavery. But we, we, we have talked about this before, like, when we talk about Ireland or we talk about other things where... Mm -hmm. um, pagan religion religions when i say pagan please 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 do not think i'm saying something bad i mean pagan is the christian word for saying does not believe in christ slash christianity yeah but um we have easter where easter falls because of paganism we have Christmas where Christmas falls because of paganism. Mm -hmm. We have Halloween where Halloween falls because of paganism. So what um, Thanks, Christians... witches! Yeah. <laughs> so what Christians were trying to do for a very long time when they were trying to get people to their side is they would envelop, if they could, um... <sighs> they, would adopt, they would adopt those practices yeah. to get people to kind of get on, be on their side. Yeah. And, and so it's a very, it's a similar practice where it's like, okay, I'll take on your, I'll take on your things yeah. because I'm being forced into it, but I'm still going to practice my stuff, but I'm going to like kind of tuck it, tuck my stuff yeah. into mm -hmm. what you're telling me. Remind me to do an Easter episode. Done. Okay. Do an Easter episode. <clears throat> so, um, anyway, so other Catholic practices, um, made their way into Louisiana voodoo. Um, you know, they love, uh, Mary, St. Mary. Uh-huh. Um. Wait, like Mary, mother of God, Mary, Mary. Yeah, like... Hello Mary, full of grace. Yeah, okay. Big in voodoo. Okay. Uh, the Lord's Prayer is big in voodoo. All right. Which is interesting. Because they just took that whole... Well, I mean, it makes sense when you think about it, because it's such a common practice uh -huh. that you say it you say it in the mass, um, but you also say it like outside of that. Like it's pretty it's, like our father who art in heaven. Okay. It's very general. Hallowed be thy name. It's very general. Okay. Like you're not really calling out <laughs> yeah, specific I mean... things. Um, and, and, but it's also like, just like I said, like it's a common practice. Like mm -hmm. it's said in every, like 
mass or every ceremony in the Catholic Church. Do you remember uh, Hail Mary? Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord is with thee. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women, and blessed through thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Oh, man. What? I totally forgot. Now at the hour of our death, amen. I am lapsed. Wait, hold on. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed the fruit of the fruit of the womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners now at the time of our now at the time of our death. Amen. That sounds really creepy. You guys, there's. Don't worry, it's on the website catholic.org. <laughs> uh, Sorry for keeping you in this moment, but. Uh, uh, wait, where is this prayer? Oh, it's gonna be like audio. We don't want that. Let's go to the Wikipedia page. Um. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even. Well, I'm going to move forward. Keep moving. And I yeah. hail Mary. Uh, the Lord is with thee. Blessed on earth. Art, blessed art thou. Are you reading? Women. I'm trying to open this. Oh, well, don't. Now, and wait. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. So it's now and then later. Uh, but that's. Yeah. And blessed are. I like. That I've failed at that. Hmm. I used to think it was like riding a bike. Guess not. <laughs> I'll be doing 30 Hail Marys at the end of this episode. Yeah, right? I have to grab my rosary. <laughs> fling it out the window. Why does it keep coming back like a Ouija board? <laughs> I put it in the alley and it comes back. <laughs> I used um, to have so many rosaries. You did? I only had one. Dude, I had so... Because I, like... I grew up in a very Catholic family, so I would be given them as gifts. Oh. And so I had like one, like there was one that was like so beautiful and, and lovely. And, um, I don't know where it is now. I, I assuming I probably donated it to the Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it took me a long time to get there because I felt bad about it. Cause it was so nice. Oh, I didn't give a shit. I wore mine around like I was Madonna. We also used to make them when I was in <laughs> in elementary school. We would yeah, make totally. them and then like, we would just give like them beads and like bullshit. Oh yeah. yeah, it was totally like just making necklaces. But then they were sorry guys, if you believe they were blessed. Yeah. So then they were holy, and then they were we gave them. I actually to, like, bought the a rosary port. at the Vatican. Did you? Yeah, that's nice. I had this very sweet, very tiny nun try to ask me to be a nun. And then you put the rosary around your neck, and did she like? And I hung myself, and now I'm dead. I'm a ghost. Devil horns. Yeah. Um, no, it was very cute. She, she was like, "You seem to be very into Catholicism," because I bought a rosary, and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> she's trying to recruit you. <laughs> There's one. She's buying a rosary. Get her. Yeah, get her. Um. So I just want to talk about like uh uh singing really fast mm-hmm. in voodoo. Um, singing is among the most important rituals okay. of the voodoo worship. Worship. Sorry, I said that weird. And, um, also in our world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, 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 but more importantly. I am sorry. Yeah, I'm no, a jerk. I know. I, that, yeah. It's important. I get it. Um, well, let's go back to slavery, you know, all. Oh, I so, get, I, oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. No, no, no what I'm trying to say is like these things, um, were passed down orally for hundreds of years. Right. So you could have white people thinking you're singing their Catholic 
right. things, but you're really singing their, you're singing your African things mm-hmm. and you're belonging together. And actually the cool thing that I think is really like subversive is that a lot of um, voodoo tunes go to um, Catholic tunes. Interesting. Real quick on the songs yeah. too. Wasn't, wasn't part of the singing um, and like the gospel songs that they were singing. Wasn't part of that like messages to each other about, uh, I think that maybe came in later on. Like that's was well, a way for them to send messages to each other. 100%. Okay. Not having to do with voodoo. My, my okay. episode is about voodoo. Sorry. No, but, but, but let's talk about it. Like okay. if we were, if we were doing a slavery episode, 100%. Okay. But the voodoo thing is separate. So, yeah. okay, cool. So, um, <clears throat> uh, songs were sung to give descriptions of personalities for deities, such as their names, likes, dislikes, origins, responsibilities, strengths, and weaknesses. Um, they were sung to address deities or interestingly, if you had somebody who was like really like good and wise, mm-hmm. um, they would sing and it would seem as though the deities were singing themselves. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any of the tunes that they would, or like what the melodies were? No. It wasn't like. I looked it up. I, I tried very hard. I um, could not find, like, I only know contemporaneous Catholic stuff. You know what I mean? Like on Eagle's Wings. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. And he will raise so I'm trying to think of like, on like, eagle's wings. Bear you on the breath of dawn. Make you to shine like the sun. No. And okay. hold you in. No, not that one? Nope. Palm so I was trying to look up <laughs> what they might have been singing in like 1782 or something like that. Uh, I don't. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Um, They did not have the same song. That's a complicated melody though. Like, Put some <laughs> well, also, like, music changes, you know what I mean? I know. I'm just fucking with you. Sorry. Yeah. Under um, his wings, your refuge. That was one of my faves. They felt like um, singing could open the gate between deities and the human world. Okay. And invite uh, spirits to inhabit people. Mm-hmm. Which is thrilling. Awesome. I like it. Right? Um... There are two ways a song could be added to the voodoo repertoire. So the first is if someone has heard a song in a dream and it's believed to be a spirit's revelation. The second is if a person in a possessed trance asks the people around them to sing and memorize it when it's that's when it's considered to come straight from a spirit okay I like that yeah I think okay everything through song that's amazing I love it so soulful my friends my lovers we're gonna talk about the one the only honestly the queen somebody who (sighs) <sighs> drum roll please 
certificate is actually preserved at St. Louis Cathedral in New Orleans. But, unfortunately for Marie, she got married in 1819. Dude died in 1820. Ugh. Yep. So she was only 18 when they got married. Yeah, they had two kiddos. Ugh. Um, Actually, they had one kiddo uh, two years before they got married. Oh, really? Such is life. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Felicity was born in 1817, and Angelie was born in 1820. Um, Both of them disappear from the record, but mostly because it's just um, infant mortality rate. Okay. You guys don't worry about Marie Laveau. She had a lover for 35 years. So modern. So (laughs) modern. Well... So racist. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, no no doubt that they loved each other, appreciated each other, etc., etc. But this is basically like your Thomas Jefferson, Sally Hemming kind of yeah. deal. Right. So after her husband died, she had a lover for 35 years. Louis-Christophe Dismont de Gleplan. That's right. I'm thinking about how I would pronounce that name. <laughs> Louis, DeMont, Christophe, what's the end of it? Glapin. <laughs> Glapin. All right. Well, anyway, so six years after her original husband died, about 1826, she entered into a common law marriage with Louis Christophe. Um, he was a white man. Oh. This is a big deal. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, Yep. Um, he actually was a white man from um, a very prominent local family. Ooh. Yeah. Um, he was French. I've noticed that the radiator has gone silent during this. I know. The radiator <laughs> doesn't care. Okay. But anyway, so, yeah. Thank you. No judgment um, from the radiator. Thank you. Yep, they lived with each other uh, until 1855. So they were together wow. for 39 years. Something like that. So they did live together. So they were like oh, yeah. a public couple. Oh, but um, just not here's legally. The deal. But not they legally. were husband and wife. Because they were common law. Well, girl, have you not? You do. Ugh. I don't know what, what you're saying right now. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm going back to the Supreme Court ruling of Loving versus Virginia, where interracial couples couldn't yeah. get married until like 1954. Right. Or shit like right. That. Okay. Sorry. So You're we're right. literally talking about the 1800s. I got. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Her, her. Yeah. But I'm sorry. But I will go back to my original question. They were public with, yeah, their, oh, with yeah. their relationship. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It wasn't something like nope. a secret. No. Rendezvous. Actually, Noel, got news for you. Okay. They had 15 children. Good God. Yeah. So many. There's so many. Uh, what do you un- do with all those kids? Well, unfortunately, most of them died. Oh, God. Yeah. Three lived to adulthood. Shut up. Yeah. Those are terrible odds. Well, they lived in New Orleans. And New she Orleans- must be 80 and... She New Orleans only- is a... D- Dude, New Orleans is a terrible place. I mean, like, listen, New Orleans, I love you. But you were a terrible place for typhoid. You were a terrible place for dysentery. You were yeah. a terrible place. I mean, like, in the early 1800s, like, there you're, was not, axe you're not man. catching a fucking break. You've got the hurricanes coming in for you all the time. Lovey's a breaking axe man again. Multiple axe men. Stop with the axe man. There are definitely more than one. 
Because, um, <laughs> of course, I'm talking about... American Horror Story? Uh, no, I'm talking about all those all those men and women who just deliver those awesome, sweet, sweet guitar solos on, on the axe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boo. The Boo. jazz solo. Pause for one sec. <laughs> you don't like my dad joke. So let's talk about um, Marie Laveau's career. Okay. So after her first husband, so Paris died. Uh-huh. That's his last name, right? Right. Jacques Perry, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're in America, so after Paris died, uh, Marie Laveau began working as a hairdresser, okay. catering to the wealthy white and Creole women of New Orleans. This is considered to be the root of her enduring legend. Okay. Um, Noelle, she also maybe ran a brothel. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what? A lady's gotta gotta make money. Girls gotta do. Girls gotta do. Yeah. Who run the world? Girls. Girls. Um, <laughs> so, Marie also worked as a matchmaker in the famed uh, Placage Bowls in the 1820s and 1830s. Um, now, this is very interesting to New Orleans. Placage. Placage Bowls. Um, they uh, basically were this weird fucking deal. When I was in New Orleans trying to study it, it's really weird. No one feels comfortable talking about it. But it's basically like a white man already has a family and a wife and he finds a black woman to be his, like, concubine. Mm-hmm. But, like, as a wife. So not as a whore. Got it. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. And then they also have children. Okay. So it's sort of like an up-and-up deal. So it's like bigamy. It's like plural wives, yeah. It's like bigamy, but, like, really racial. Yeah. That's what Marie Laveau is doing. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Marie worked as a matchmaker at the famed Placage Balls. She helped white men find consorts that would be taken care of. Okay. And lived in the Creole cottages of the French Quarter, Treme, and uh, uh, Marigny neighborhoods. Um, they would often... The women who married these, well, they didn't marry them, right? Because it was illegal. Right. But the um, women who kind of were assigned to these men would live in houses with their mothers. Okay. And their children that were born of that relationship. Okay. Um, sometimes that was like, you know, like a coach house that we have here in Chicago? Yeah. Sometimes they live right behind. Okay. New Orleans. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so fucked up. Marie Laveau learned her craft from the voodoo doctor known as Dr. John or John Bayou. And by I love eight, his work. Yep. By eighteen thirty she was one of several voodoo queens. Well Marie Laveau was like, No. I'm not competing. <laughs> Anyway, she combined her voodoo beliefs and Catholic traditions, holy water, incense, the whole thing. Um, She made herself uh, uh, very strong in her spiritual force. Um, And then she had these connections, right? 
So she was going to be the numeral uno, Uh 100% voodoo queen. And that's what she did. Top dog. Top dog. A lot of this had to do with catering again to these white women. Um, Some of the things that might have, and probably still do freak people out about voodoo, they could be real things and they could also be just kind of like Marie Laveau, P.T. Barnuming things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so she did a lot of shit with like, obviously dance and music and singing, but, um, she's, she used a lot of snakes. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, think about the time, like this is similar to the Fox sisters and spiritualism and like putting on an act. Yes. Um, and they were a little bit more subtle in their approach, but you're putting on a show, uh, and you're, you're, you're. In, in doing so, you're producing the thing that the people who are paying yes. you want to see. Yes. You're basically using, let's say, your connection to naturalism. So, like, yeah. anytime anybody in voodoo is, like, <sighs> snakes or frogs or wringing chickens' necks, shit like that, um, it, it isn't... Here's what I've figured out by studying this. It isn't that um, those things, quote unquote, help. It's what happens is it makes people believe in you. Yeah. Um, it reminds me when I took Latin when I was a kiddo, um, the augurers, right? Um, they were the um, people who tore apart birds uh-huh. and they would take out their intestines yeah. and they would tell you your future. And I think that it was just, I mean, I always thought this, that <laughs> if someone like, like grabbed a bird from the air, ripped it open and pulled out its intestines and told me what they thought my life would be, I'm thinking of that display. Yeah. You know? Like, how fucking crazy is that? So, like, there's no way I'd be thinking of, um they're probably wrong about some details, right? No, because you're so shocked by That's... what you just watched. Sorry, I just snapped. That's exactly Marie Laveau. Yeah, you're you're just so... And she's doing it for white women. Right, because you're so mortified and your brain immediately... It's... it's this is so silly, but like the, the thought I went to immediately was there's a scene in uh, the... Kevin Costner Robin Hood movie mm-hmm. with um uh and I would do anything <laughs> for love. No, that's Meatloaf. What was that? Uh, no, uh, it was the Brian Adams song. Yeah. No, wait, that's the Three Musketeers song. Just um, <laughs> it was so famous when uh, we were kids. I would die for you. Yes, so that's what it is. I would die for you. Yeah. Uh, but there's that scene with, um, uh, shit, what's his name? Um, Alan Rickman and the witch. And she does that where she like, uh, rips off a bird's head and she pours the blood into like this, uh, this, uh, plate on this plate with, you know, various other things. And it's one of those things where you're like, this must be real because she's using these things. Well, she just murdered a bird. I'm so glad we're talking about this on the high spirits because 
we talk about witches, we talk right. about like spirits and stuff. This stuff is like ancient, ancient, ancient. Right. I mean, yeah. The augurs would. I mean, you were just saying like it's in Robin Hood the movie from the eighties, maybe nineties, early nineties. Um. And yet, this was happening in like. 355 BC. I love you. Walk the world for you. <laughs> yeah, die for you. Oh, you You know it's true. Oh, that's what it is. Everything I do. Yes. I do it for you. Brian Adams. Canada. We love you, Canada. Thank you, Canada. <laughs> Schneid Twain. Nope. <laughs> I can't I get that to happen for you. I can't do it. Uh, when we were kids, my brother hated, my mom had a, my mom, my parents had a pretty lame record collection. I'm just going to throw that out there. But they had, uh, this Brian Adams record with the summer of 69 on it. And for whatever reason, (laughs) my youngest brother like hated, hated it. And we just would torture him with it. And we just like put it on, got my first real six string. Oh my but god, that's amazing. Yeah, and Jared just couldn't handle it. And then when he had his first band uh, in high school, that was a song that they played. That's amazing yeah. as well. Right, it stuck with him. Anyway, moving on. Brian Adams. Thanks, Canada. Yeah, no, we're going to go back to uh, Marie Lou <laughs> LeVoe. Okay. Um, <laughs> shut up, I hate you. The voodoo queen of New Orleans. Oh, right, her. Okay, yeah. got it. So, actually, she um, ended up making a good income selling gris-gris. What? Gris-gris. I don't know what that is. So, it's spelled like this, G-R-I-S dash G-R-I-S. It's oh, French. Gris-gris. No. What? <laughs> Sorry. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> gris-gris. Mon cher. <laughs> Sorry. Ugh. Decor. I'm the worst. All right. All right. Please continue. So, uh, Grigory is a big part of voodoo, actually. Okay. So, like, Grigory, um, this uh, notion uh, originated from most of the African slaves um, in terms of amulets and good luck and see you later, sort of like like friendship bracelets, uh-huh. charms, magical powders, shit like that. Um. Marie Laveau told fortunes. She gave advice on love. And she prepared custom Grigri for anyone needing to affect a cure, charm, or hex. Okay. Yeah. I said that in a little bit of a sexy way because she, for a little while there, would do Grigri for people. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, once... Uh, well, I'm going to skip that. Uh, here's something interesting about her. This takes her out of voodoo per se, and it just kind of makes her of a cult of personality. Um, she acts as an oracle, um, and she would conduct private rituals behind her cottage on St. Anne Street, which I've been to. Mm-hmm. Um, she often performed exorcisms and she offered sacrifices to the spirit. Um, rich and poor sought her aid. Um, they wanted to control lovers, gain fame, fortune. They wanted to become pregnant. They wanted to exact revenge. Um, 
many of these, uh, and actually, I know I'm bringing race back into it. Many of these white women looked upon Marie as a confidant, confessing their most intimate secrets and desires. This might come up later. Well, it might come up later. Some people debunk, and I would not because she is my queen. <laughs> but some people debunk some of what she did because they just thought she was a really good listener. Right. She was a confidant. And it's, I mean, when you think about like these the white, racial component, the racial component, and these white women are talking to her, like, it's almost like, you know, she was their therapist in a way where she was just sitting and listening to them. And, and they're probably going to her thinking, I can tell you anything yeah. I want and you can't tell anybody because if you do, they're going to think you're a crazy person or yeah. they're, I can easily say that you're a liar and everybody's going to believe me. And so she lived, I mean, that's what's really incredible about her aside from all of the, the voodoo stuff is that she lived with all of these secrets yeah, and all of these stories. And she, she just held on to them mm -hmm. and she was a true confidant. And that's really incredible. Mm -hmm. She also did some other things. Um, she was known for nursing and healing. Um, she actually would do minor surgery, which is weird, which is not voodoo. I know this episode is about voodoo. But like, like stitches? I'm not sure. I, uh, um, I tried to figure out exactly uh -huh. what. All I kept getting was minor surgery. So I don't know if that means like... Fixing dislocated shoulders. Well, it could be like cutting off warts or... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, she might have been like a New Orleans dermatologist. God only knows. But right. like, okay. she is literally on the record as doing minor surgeries. All right. So. Um, she was also known as a nurse um, in terms of her voodoo healing, healing. powers. Okay. Um, in times of yellow fever and cholera epidemics, she was always called upon to nurse the sick. And she would always do it. Wow. Good for her, because I wouldn't. She's brave. You're going to get that shit. Yeah. Communicable. Yeah. Good call. Mm-hmm. Um... She's like, yeah, I'd die for you. <laughs> Anything I do. Everything I do. Um, here's something really interesting to me about Marie Laveau. Is that she... Uh, she made herself um, a presence on death row. Okay. Um, she would provide men on death row council before they were executed um she became their folk hero she's like susan sarandon in that movie yes she is she actually would nurture she would go in and nurture prisoners back to health uh-huh and then she would stand on the gallows in protest and like call for the governor to say no to these deaths and then she would say, <coughs> bless Excuse you. Excuse me. She Sorry. would say through voodoo, through voodoo, well, this rhymes and I don't mean it to, it probably can't be true. Through voodoo, they will get through. Oh, I think she meant to rhyme. Do you think so? 
I do. Because, because, it, well, it might, but I think because it sticks with you. Like, yeah. We we remember but things through. But she would stand next to men who were being hanged. If we remember and things through rhyming, and that's a chanting thing. Through voodoo, they will get through. Oh, yeah. This is what democracy looks like. This is uh, what democracy uh, looks like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. We're here. We're queer. You know, like it, it's like you you find those things where that yeah. has a beat, and also like. That's another musical thing. Like you yeah. find something that has a beat. Oh. Oh, oh, I'm getting you. Musical voodoo. You find me? You feel me? I'm feeling it. All right. Um. I'm, I've got the sniffles. <laughs> you guys, uh, it has been said that Marie Laveau was so powerful as the voodoo queen of New Orleans that she had the power to put or take someone out of City Hall. Really? What was this common law husband of hers doing during this time? Living uh, fat on the land. Well, the 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 second one died in 1855. Oh, you said that. Sorry. Yep. Okay. No, the third one was a white man. And uh, I don't know very much about him. Okay. Let me tell you this. Um, I'm going to read you something. I'm ready. Well, not yet. Okay. On June 17th, 1881, the New Orleans newspaper, the Daily Picayune, posted her obituary announcing that Marie Laveau had died peacefully in her home. However, people in New Orleans said that they had seen her walking around that whole day. You don't say. Yep. Ghostesses. They believe in her, and they believe in her ghost. Yeah. They don't think she's left. Actually, when I... She uh, owns that town. Oh, girl. Twice I went to her real home. Four times I've been to her death. Okay. Well, she owns that town. Yeah. Now, listen at this. This is... Um, I, have, I had to truncate it because it's way too long. This is her New York Times. Now, a black woman in New Orleans, died. Uh-huh. This is the article that ran in the New York Times, June 23rd, 1881. Now, can we at least concede that, that like, this is Oprah status? For, yeah, 100%, yes. I mean, <laughs> what without is the, a doubt. What is the New York Times even doing? Do you want me to ask that, like, in general? Because yeah, just say it. I... Just say, what is the New York Times doing? What is the New York Times doing? Because I have a lot of questions about what they're doing in everyday okay. things. Well, anyway. There are, um, <laughs> there are some things, the New York Times, that I have some issues with. So in 1881, this is what they wrote about okay. Marie Laveau. The voodoo were thought to be invested with supernatural powers, and men sought them to find means to be rid of their enemies, while others asked for love patterns to instill affection into the bosom of their unwilling and unsuspecting sweethearts. Whether there was ever any such sect, and whether Marie was ever its queen, her life was one to render such a belief possible. Besides knowing the secrets, besides knowing the secret healing qualities of various herbs that grow in abundance in the woods and the fields, she was endowed with more than the usual share of common sense 
and her advice was oftentimes really valuable and her penetration remarkable. Adding to these qualities the gift of great beauty, no wonder that she possessed a large influence in her youth that attracted the attention of Louisiana's greatest men and most distinguished visitors. She was the creature of that peculiar state of society in which there was no marrying or giving in marriage, yet they were not like the angels in heaven. Huh. Now, I want to tell you this. This is really weird. Huh. This obituary, I looked it up. It goes on forever. <laughs> I'll put it online, y'all. Here, I have to tell you, uh, probably some of you are interested in Hamilton, the musical, etc. Yeah. Okay. This is literally from the same New York Times, um, 1881 obituary. Two things that are mentioned. It says, Aaron Burr sought her out and enlisted her sympathy the day after he came ashore at the levee. And though she thought him a strange bad man, his future always concerned her, and she eagerly sought news of his movements. Huh. And Lafayette. <laughs> um, she did know Lafayette. Uh, she was proud of her relationship with Lafayette. Uh, friends, family, loved ones. Uh, Countrymen. Yep. Merle and women. Yeah, and women. Uh, Marie Laveau allegedly died. <laughs> <laughs> believe it. Don't Jury's believe still it. out. Jury's still out. Uh, she's buried in St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 in New Orleans. Um, I have visited multiple times. You can go see her grave. Um, St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 is believed to be the most haunted cemetery in America. Can I ask a question? You may. How many St. Louis cemeteries are there? Two. Okay. Noted. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's New Orleans. Um, sorry, New Orleans. Um, visitors claim to see the ghost of Marie Laveau mm -hmm. inside the cemetery. They believe she walks around the tombs. She believes... Uh, they believe she. they see her in her trademark turban. They believe when they are left alone that they hear the whispers of voodoo. Oh. Right? What do they sound like? I don't know. How cool is that? Marie, I have been to you four times. Fucking whisper to me. Whisper, whisper. Whisper. God damn it. Touch her hair. Jeez, I would love it so much. I mean, swear to God, there's probably some, like, dick dork from Ohio who's like, Marie Laveau, talk to me. No, Marie Lavois. <laughs> yeah. Marie Lavois couldn't keep her hands off like... my wife. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm in there, and I'm, like, praying if there is a God, if there is, a, if there is anything, anything after this, please, Marie Laveau, talk to me. And she hasn't. That's devastating. Devastating. It really hurts me. Because <sighs> she knows. She must know I want to connect with 
That's why. She's fucking with you. Yeah. She's also bringing you back to her city over and over again because you want it. So she's doing Also, I mean, you. she's doing the right thing. I mean, she is a descendant of slaves mm-hmm. and her main, her main source of income was jacking over white people. Yeah. Ugh. I love her. Love her. Love her. Okay. Well, listen, um, if you, um, sorry, if you visit her grave, you'll notice that people leave offerings, candles, flowers, rum, coins. You and I have talked about this before. I think, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we did it on air. Did we do it on air? We did. We did. And I'm laughing now because I'm thinking about it. Because I think I said, like, leave me a bottle of, uh. Uh, or leave me a box Chateau of not to pop. leave me a box of Boda like a Boda oh. box and the, <laughs> and the and the Buffy box of uh, the oh. DVD set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I'll be good so and you wanted like cigarettes and a vibrator I think are you really <laughs> saying this on the air I, I don't smoke positive those were the things you asked for um <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it I don't that's fine <laughs> No, you didn't. I don't remember. But I, I do. I, um, yeah. If people say ghostly encounters happen, um, when Marilla Lowe believes that they are um, taunting her and she has been known to say to tourists in her little creole um, you are a disrespectful gawker. Oh. Mm-hmm. She could say it in French or she could say it like in her little southern accent, mm-hmm. but she does not appreciate. She actually just doesn't like Yankees at all. I'll put it out there. <gasps> We're Yankees. I know. Damn Yankees. Yep. Damn Yankees. Oh. Whatever love I wants. Oh, the guests. I don't know that one that well, but That's you keep going. Damn fucking! I, I know, I know what I know that one, but I don't know. <laughs> and little man. I mean, I don't know that music that well. Wants you. You're killing really? it. All right. No, I know that um, one. So, uh, when people visit her grave, um, they often put an X on her tomb. Um. How many X's is she up to? So many. And this is actually where I leave you. And I was with a friend in um, New Orleans, and I was shocked because it hadn't been this way before. You actually can't get into uh, St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 on your own. I'm sorry. It sounds like a, a like a Chinese food restaurant. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, but, but you have to go with a tour uh-huh. or with someone affiliated. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you why. Um, because of continued vandal- vandalism and destruction mm-hmm. as of March, 2015, there's no longer public access to St. Louis cemetery. Number one, you need a guide. Oh, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Just takes one person. Well, it actually was a lot of people. They would go in, vandalize. Um, one person, like I said, just takes one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
It just takes one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but like no but it's very I, I'll tell you one last story about the cemetery St. Louis Cemetery is very interesting um, uh, Nicholas Cage bought a pyramid grave uh-huh. which obviously he's still alive and so he has been right. buried in it there's this um, crazy like Greek almost dome Mm-hmm. Where uh, the movie Easy Rider, like yeah. part of it was shot. Yeah. Um, say Peter Fonda. Yep. That's all. Jack Nicholson. That the guy too. Uh, <laughs> this cemetery is like uh, 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 it's a. It, hmm, I don't know how to put it. For the people who are there, for the people who love the people who are there, mm-hmm. it's sanctified. It's Christian. It's christened. Okay. For gawkers, it is like gawker city madness. Voodoo queens buried there. Nicolas Cage built a pyramid. Like fucking Peter Fauna and Jack Nicholson. You know what I mean? Like they they have a really hard time. Yeah. Which is why it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Which is thank you. Uh huh. Which is why it um. Nick Cage. That he's the one. He's the one that takes serve and everything. That's and that is Bangkok dangerous. Yep. Alright. Okay, what's happening? <clears throat> I think we're finishing. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode on Voodoo and Marie Laveau. Mm-hmm. Um I'm Jay Sagman. With me as always is Noel Schmidt. And uh, we hope you had a delightful time listening to us. Noel, what you drinking? I'm drinking uh, Argento Malbec. That's all. Ugh, I love Malbec. Mm-hmm. It's delish. Uh, I'm doing Gone Away by Half Acre, who, like, literally, my best booze. They're, like... The best. Amazing. We're ready for you, Half Acre. So, we're going to leave this episode, and Noel's going to say one gnarly, nasty thing to you. Sweet dreams.